Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We confess that we don't have all the answers, but as a community, we seek to find and follow Jesus and to discover daily the life he has always wanted for us. We hope this message will be encouraging and will inspire you to take the next steps on your spiritual journey. If we can help you in any way, please connect with us. The easiest way is through our website at ericksoncovenant.ca. Let's get started. Well, welcome everyone to Erickson Covenant Church Online and Happy New Year to all of you. We made it. It's 2022 and we are here to worship Jesus together and I'm so thankful for today. I'm so thankful for the year behind us and the year ahead and I'm thankful to travel it with you. So a big thank you for joining us today. Today is going to be us together. A little bit more intimate, perhaps, and I just want to encourage you, wherever you are today, maybe you're on your couch, maybe you're gathered around your dining room table, maybe you're watching this on your phone in your car, I don't know, but we're here today to reflect, to celebrate, to learn, to just be together in this way, and I want to welcome you here, and thank you for joining us, and we want to open up in prayer today that we would receive all that the Holy Spirit has for us. So, would you join me? Holy Spirit of God, we're joined together in this special way uh, through this medium that we're grateful for, especially in light of the last couple years. Um, And I just, for each one that has gathered here today who is watching this, I just pray your blessing upon all of us that we would be able to receive what you have and enter into 2022 with a real expectancy that you go before us and that we can follow you with confidence. We pray this in your name. Amen. Today, our kind of liturgy will be Psalm 95. And I want to read the first seven verses just to open us up today as we begin to worship together. Psalm 95, 1 to 7 reads like this. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. What a great invitation to all of us. And as we go through our time together today, I just want to share a few truths that I've been holding on to in 2021 that I hope will encourage you, as well as some of the ways we can respond to it. Probably one of my greatest learnings in the last couple years in 2021 is that God's grace is always first. You know, in some of the really difficult times in 2021, it was remembering that God is gracious, that God's grace sustains us, that his grace is for us. Um, That's what's held me firm. That's what's been my anchor. And just in the spirit of that today, I want to invite you 
join me in just spending some time giving praise to God for who he is. Praise to God for his grace. And as we do this, we sing a few songs, I'm going to offer a few readings. My hope is that all of us will be captured again by this rock-bottom foundational truth that we have to hold on to, that God's grace is always first, that he is for us, that he loves us, that he's with us. And so just in the spirit of that, let's begin today with the doxology. A lot of times we end services with the doxology, but what a beautiful way to begin. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Would you join me? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father. Son and Holy Ghost. Let's do that again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above. Son and Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship His holy sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, 
like to offer you a reading from Walter Brueggemann. I was thinking about how grace is always first, how everything in our lives, our, our, our life uh, on the everyday level, our spiritual lives, how God is always first. And I was remembering um, a poem prayer that Walter Brueggemann, who's an Old Testament uh, theologian, wrote uh, many years ago called, We Are Second and You Are First. I just want to offer this as we consider how grace is always first. Before our well-being, there was your graciousness. Before our delight, there was your generosity. Before our joy, there was your goodwill. We are second, and you are first. You were there initially with your graciousness, your generosity, your goodwill. And we receive from your inscrutable goodness grace upon grace, gift upon gift, life upon life, because you are there at the beginning, at all our beginnings. For a quick glimpse, we move out beyond our competence, 
our productivity, our self-sufficiency. In our new freedom, what we glimpse is you, outpouring yourself unreservedly in the midst of our hurt and toward our hopes. You are there in the splendor of your self-giving. So we speak our timid, trembling praise back to you. Timid because we are no match for your goodness. Trembling because our praise means turning our life to you and we do not turn loose easily, but we do turn loose to you, source and goal of our very life. Our gratitude arises out of the dailiness of our well-being, of meals regularly before us, of folks regularly caring for us, of homes regularly warm and safe, of sleep regularly refreshing, of new days regularly given against the darkness, of work regularly filling our lives with order and dignity. And in our taken-for-granted regularity, we discern your abiding and fidelity that holds our worlds toward well-being. Our gratitude wells up in the midst of such regularity. New words spoken, new children born, new vistas opened, new risks taken, new words uttered that heal. We dare confess that in these startling breakpoints we glimpse your powerful care, which runs beyond our capacity to manage and beyond our exhausted capacity to cope. You, after all our best efforts, it is you. You who hold and you who break, and we are grateful. Amen. as we continue to consider uh, the grace of God, the beauty of his care for us, all the ways that we are soaking in that and have been able to soak in that in 2021 and will continue to do so in 2022, I wanted to offer you a song that, now honestly, for some of you, you might say, well, this is an old song I haven't heard for years. But for others, like me, this is actually a brand new song. And so I want to offer it to you because I was so caught by the words, by the message, um, that I want to invite you into this song. Just maybe hear me sing it now. And we'll do it again uh, at the end of our time together. But hear me sing it and receive these words as we consider the God whose giving knows no ending. God who's giving knows no ending from your rich and endless store. Nature's wonder, Jesus' wisdom, costly cross, graves, shattered door. Gifted by you, we turn to you, offering up ourselves in praise. Thankful song shall rise forever 
gracious donor of our days. Skills and times are ours for pressing toward the goals of Christ your Son. All at peace in health and wisdom, races join the church made one. Now direct our daily labor, lest we strive for self alone. Born with talents, make us servants fit to answer at your throne. Treasure to you have entrusted, gain through powers our grace conferred. Ours to use for home and kindred, and to spread the gospel word. Open wide our hands in sharing, as we heed Christ's ageless call. Healing, teaching, and reclaiming, serving you by serving all. When we consider the grace of God, there's perhaps no greater thing we can do than come to the table of communion. I have an old friend who always would complain to me that we would do communion at the end of a service. And the reason why he complained to me about that was he, he felt like sometimes we'd get things backwards. We'd, we'd forget that grace always comes first. And so he always felt like the very first thing we should always do is come to the table of communion. And in that way, to remind us that it's not because we've, we've done all the things. You know, we've, we've, we've sung the songs and we've heard the message and we've offered our money and we've, we've done all the things that then we get to come to the table of communion at the end. But rather, as a statement of conviction, that we always come to the table first. We always receive grace first. That everything we do, sing, pray, uh, listen, learn, give, is in response to the grace already given. And his point is well taken. And there's a sense in which we have to remember God's grace is always first. And, and so I deliberately uh, positioned our communion time here at the start, here in, in, in this time when we're just thinking about and praising God for his grace, that we would come to this table together to remember that it's not because you're worthy, or I'm worthy, or I've done something special, or you've done something special, but rather because of God and his grace, because he is first and we are second, that we're invited to this table to come. You know, um, in our communion liturgy, which we often use, there's a beautiful invitation that is given uh, toward the end, actually, that I wanted to offer right now, and it reminds us of how everything is grace first. We're invited to And I quote, come to this sacred table, not because you must, but because you may. 
to come, not to testify that you are righteous, but that you love Jesus and you want to follow him. That we don't come because we're strong, because, but rather because we know we're weak. Not because we have some claim on the grace of God, you know, we've done something, we've been so nice this week or whatever, but rather that in our frailty and in our sin, we stand in constant need of God's mercy and help. And so the invitation to come is not to express an opinion, but rather to seek God's presence and pray for the Spirit. And we receive that invitation as a statement that we come to this table at God's invitation because of His grace. And so I want to invite you uh, to take some bread, uh, some juice, whatever's handy for you in your home today, but to join with me. The Holy Spirit is present even now. Join with me and participate in communion. Paul, as he was offering some correction to a very, very dysfunctional church in Corinth, was... um, giving some real critique on the way they were doing communion because what had happened in their fellowship is they were actually disregarding one another. Um, The rich in particular were eating all the food in advance and when the poor people who had worked these long hours would come in later, uh, people were already drunk from the meal. Uh, All the food was gone. And and, uh, there was a real real, um, disrespect and dysfunction that was taking place in their community. That was just one of the many issues they had. And in his attempt to offer a correction, he gave us this beautiful liturgy, uh, where he relayed, uh, probably based on Luke's stories, uh, what happened on that night, the way that Jesus invited us all to the table, rich and poor, uh, slave or free, Jew, Gentile, whatever our background, whatever our hang-ups, whatever we are carrying, invites us all to the table. And so he said that it was relayed to him, and now he relayed it to us, that it was on the night that Jesus was betrayed that he took bread. And he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body. Imagine him looking at his disciples that night. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took a cup of wine or juice, and after supper, and he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Friends, what a beautiful picture of grace offered to us that we can come to this table, not because we must, but because we may, founded strictly on the grace of God. And just as we absorb and as we celebrate that God's grace is always first, would we take this together as an expression of our hope, our love, our faith, our trust in Jesus and his grace for us, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ.
This next song is a beautiful response. Continuing to celebrate the goodness of God. If it's not as familiar with you, just listen. Sing along as you can. never fails me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness. have led me through the fire in darkest night you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will see of the goodness. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will see of the goodness of God. You could almost sing it like this. You could say, all last year you have been faithful and all last year you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness 
God's grace is always first. Well, what's our response to that? We've already been doing it. Our response is gratitude, isn't it? When we recognize that God's grace is first, foremost, everywhere, then our response is to give uh, gratitude, give praise, give thanks to God for who he is, but also for all that he has been doing in us and around us. And one of the things I've learned in 2021 is that gratitude has the power to shape our experience of the present. I think we know this is true. Lots of studies have been done on this. Lots of people talk about this. But when we are intentional about being grateful for what we have, for the people in our lives, for the things around us, it somehow has the power to reshape our experience, even during very difficult times. I know that for me, uh, there's been times in 2021 where I was really discouraged, feeling down, looking at circumstances, looking at struggles, wondering what was going on, the uncertainty. And there was quite a number of times where Tennille had to pull me back from that by reminding me the good things, the good people. She often remind me of you, of this church, of the ways that God was very clearly at work in, in this person's life or, or, or here in this situation. And we would express our gratitude to God for what was happening. And somehow, it would shift my attention away from the things that were getting me down the things that were discouraging me. And it would lift my spirits. It would actually reshape my experience of that, even that particular day. We know that that is true. Gratitude has the power to reshape our experience. And living a life of gratitude, well, that really is something that, as followers of Jesus, knowing that God's grace is first, knowing that he is active, knowing that he is real, knowing what we just celebrated coming through Christmas, that he is God with us. God will never leave or forsake us. He is here and he is working. It means that our gratitude isn't just based on wishful thinking or positive thinking, but rather on solid truth. That God is present. He is at work. And even though there are difficult times, and we can be honest about those, we can also be grateful. And that attitude of gratitude where we we actually intentionally look at the good things that are in our lives and around us and we we choose to give praise to God or give thanks to someone else or express that gratitude, that's an incredible way that our experience can be altered. And so just as we consider the grace of God and moving forward into 2022, I know an invitation for me from the Spirit is that I would continue to practice gratitude intentionally. That I would continue to look for the activity of the Spirit. Look for the things that God is doing in our lives, in our church, in my family, in my own life, and express gratitude for that. And so I want to invite you into that. Um, I don't know if you're with someone today. Uh, Maybe you want to grab a piece of paper and do this on your own. But I challenge you to 
to, to make a list or to share it out loud with the person you're with or to write it in the chat box right now, what are some of the things that you are grateful for when you consider the things that God did, the things that you had, the expressions of his grace in your life as you look back in 2021? Here we are already in 2022, but it's important, I think, to look back and say, these are the things I was grateful for. These are the things I learned. These are places I've grown. These are the places where my conviction that God is at work has deepened. But I invite you to, 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 to tell others, to write it out, to tell yourself, to intentionally begin to list what are the things you are grateful for as you consider the grace of God, evident to you in the regularity, dailiness of life, or in some of the big things that you noticed in 2021, to give that kind of gratitude feedback. Well, Psalm 95 goes on. It opens up with that huge invitation to come and sing and, and praise. and We are the people of God, God and sheep of his passion and all that. And then, to be honest with you, when I use this psalm to open up our time of worship, that's often where we end the psalm. Because the Psalm 95 um, kind of takes a harsher turn toward the end. But it's super important. And I want us to move on into that part now. So, Psalm 95, 8 to 11 reads like this, and it's, it's a warning, actually, for the readers. It's a warning for those of us who are hearing it. It says this, Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah. Meribah means quarreling. As you did that day in Massa. Massa means testing. This is the story that takes place in Exodus 17. So he says, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did on that day at Massa in the wilderness, when your, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. It's kind of a all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, the chill kind of descends on the room, you know, when you read this. But what's amazing about this as we consider it is the call to listen, the call to respond, the call to look and see the warning in this story and take it to heart for us today. And this brings me to probably one of the second big learnings for me in 2021, and that was the power of listening. Particularly how the act of listening is key to so much of what God is doing in our lives and in our world. We need to listen. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Listening to each other. Listening to His Word. Listening to the still, small voice around us. Listening to the birds and the wind. The creation itself. Listening to our own bodies. But to become a people who are more deliberate and intentional about our listening. And that's been a huge growth curve for me, a a huge area of learning. And what I've come to understand even more in 2021 is that active listening, listening is particularly spiritually formative. We need to actually listen in order to see God's grace at work and to even show gratitude, but also to listen for where God is leading us, where God is speaking so that we can learn from the times we've stumbled and fallen or been discouraged, as well as where we've experienced triumph or joys along the way. 
in the context of Psalm 95, it's recalling a time when God's people were in a time of real testing, where there was a lot of complaining going on, and a lot of fractiousness, a lot of quarreling that was happening because God's people had been rescued, but then found themselves in a situation that they didn't like. And it was a difficult time. And they didn't know if God had abandoned them. They didn't know what God was doing. And the connection there for us is quite strong. 2020, 2021 have been real times of testing for us. You could rename them quarreling and testing as well. You know, maybe 2020 is Meribah and 2021 is Massa. I don't know. But it was a difficult time for us too. And what we acknowledge is in the midst of that time, God was still active for the people of God. In his day, in that day, in Exodus 17, he was still active for us too. And so the challenge is, and the invitation for me, for us, is to listen. Not harden our hearts, but to listen and to respond. To listen for God at work in the everyday of our lives. I want to offer you another short reading from Frederick Buechner. Um, a great book. Tenille had read it, and she recommended that I read it. It's called A Crazy Holy Grace, The Healing Power of Pain and Memory. And this is what he challenges us with when it comes to listening. He said this, just reading one paragraph. So the question is not whether the things that happen to you are chance things or God's things, because, of course, they are both at once. There is no chance thing through which God cannot speak. Even the walk from the house to the garage that you've walked 10,000 times before, even the moments when you cannot believe there is a God who speaks at all anywhere, he speaks, I believe, and the words he speaks are incarnate in the flesh and blood of ourselves and of our own footsore and sacred journeys. We cannot live our lives constantly looking back, listening back, lest we be turned to pillars of longing and regret, but to live without listening at all is to live deaf to the fullness of the music. Sometimes we avoid listening for fear of what we may hear. Sometimes for fear that we may hear nothing at all but the empty rattle of our own feet on the pavement. But be not afeard, says Caliban, nor is he the only one to say it. Be not afraid, says another, for lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He says he is with us on our journeys. He says that he's been with us since each of our journeys began. Listen for him. Listen to the sweet and bitter airs of your present and your past for the sound of him. Listen. I know as I enter into 2022, that is a huge invitation for me. How am I going to do that? How am I going to have those deliberate, intentional practices in my life of listening? Silence. Solitude. Intentional times of reading the scripture. I know it's crucial for me to build those listening times into my life. We've talked this last year about having a rule of life that has those, those rhythms that are marked out in our calendar. Regular things that help us get in front of Jesus, soak in His grace, and listen. 
And as I consider 2022, I know those practices have to be in my life where I'm listening to him. There needs to be enough margin in my calendar. I need to spend time outside. I need to walk. I need to run. I need to, to just be. I need to listen. But do you know, when I consider the call to listen, there's one thing that came out really clear to me last year. And it's going to shape uh, our lives, I believe, as we head into 2022. Because what really helps us listen, what really hones our hearing, hearing the Spirit, hearing each other, is when we do it together. This call to listen is not just to be alone and listen. Yeah, there's some of that. But really, to do it together. And I believe that that can be captured in the word walk, where we walk in spiritual friendship. I'm absolutely convinced. I've been talking about it all last year, and many of you have taken up the challenge and are deliberately walking with someone in spiritual friendship. It doesn't need to be a literal walk, although I think that's great, but it could be sitting at a table having coffee. But walking in spiritual friendship will form us together in Christ. It will help us listen to the Spirit, help us listen to one another in ways that will not be true if we remain alone, if we remain isolated. When we listen to each other, we listen together to the Holy Spirit, we will be formed together in Christ. We will listen better. We will hear more. We will experience grace and offer gratitude even more as we do. What's so interesting to me is there's a a writer in the New Testament who picks up this end part of Psalm 95, this big warning part, the part that we often don't read in in, uh, services. He picks that up and writes an extended challenge to Christians that connect directly to our challenge to walk with each other. In Hebrews chapter 3, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, talks about how Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and he's contrasting him with Moses because Christ is greater than Moses. And then he says, you know, we, as God's people, we're, we're, we're God's house if we hold firmly to the confidence and hope that we have. And then he quotes Psalm 95. He says, so, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness when your ancestors tested and tried me for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray. They have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And then this is what, this is what the Hebrews author continues to do here. He says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily. Encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in rebellion. And what the Hebrews writer is picking up here is that we need each other in order to remain soft and attentive, not hardened. We need each other. We need to encourage one another. We need to listen to one another. We need to walk with one another. If we have any hope 
of holding on to that conviction that God's grace is first, that he is bringing us through, that we can follow him and trust him no matter how dark and testing and troublesome the times are. We need to walk together. This is not a new challenge. I've been issuing this for a while. But as we go into 2022, I want to ask you, can we do this together? Can we walk together in grace and in gratitude? Can we listen to the Spirit together? Can we be attentive to what He's saying to us and where He's leading us? That is my hope and my prayer. That is my invitation to you, and I believe that's the Holy Spirit's invitation to me, that we would walk in grace expressing gratitude, listening for the Spirit, and doing that together. Listen, I want to close by praying for you and then uh, singing a couple more songs. Uh, I'm really struck by that pastoral prayer that Paul offers in Philippians. I won't read the whole thing uh, just for the sake of time, but he, he talks to these people in Philippians about how much he loves them and cares for them and how he thanks God for them every time he remembers them. And, and I really resonate with that because you need to know that I pray for you daily. I pray for you. I, I pray for those who join us in the service who maybe are, are um, not too sure about things and exploring faith. I, I pray for those of you who are faithfully serving the Erickson Covenant Church. And I thank God for you. I wasn't joking earlier when I said that Tanil would often remind me when I was feeling despondent, she would remind me of you. She would name many of you. And uh, it it really is true. I thank God every time I remember you. And Paul, in in verse 9 of of Philippians 1, says, this is his prayer, and it's my prayer for you. He said, my prayer is that your love would abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight that you would be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And that is my heart for you, my prayer for you. I love you very much, and I care for you deeply. And in 2022, I'm absolutely convinced that God is going to grow us together in ways that we haven't yet imagined. So, let's do it together. I want to sing for you again and invite you to sing along with me. It's still a little bit of a new song to me, and I didn't do it perfectly when I played it the first time. Maybe I'll play it a little better this time. But I want to offer you um, this song again, God Who's Giving Knows No Ending, because I I think that... um, it captures so much of what we are, are wanting to focus on and remember and celebrate as we go into 2022. So, God who's giving 
knows no ending from your rich and endless store. Nature's wonder, Jesus' wisdom, costly cross, graves, shattered door. Gifted by you, we turn to you, offering up ourselves in praise. Thankful song shall rise forever, gracious donor of our days. Skills and times are ours for pressing toward the goals of Christ your Son. All at peace in health and freedom, races joined, the church made one. Now direct our daily labor, lest we strive for self alone. Born with talents, make us servants, fit to answer at your throne. Treasure to you have entrusted, gain through powers your grace conferred. Ours to use for home and kindred and to spread the gospel word. Open wide our hands in sharing as we heed Christ's ageless call. Healing, teaching, and reclaiming, serving you by serving all. Well, we can't end today properly here in January without at least doing one more song from Christmas. And I think it's a, it's a right song for us today because knowing the grace of God that goes before us, grateful for who he is and all he has done and all that he is doing, as we listen to his spirit and as we walk together, there's a sense in which we are sent just like that. We are sent by his grace. We are sent in gratitude. We are sent listening to his spirit. And we have a story to tell. So as we finish today... Let's sing, Go Tell It on the Mountain. And my hope is that we would do just that as we go into 2022. Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain 
that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus and hailed the Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go. Tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Well, friends, I am so glad that you joined us today, and I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you feel invited into 2022, knowing that God's grace is first, it goes before us, and that listening to the Spirit, we can walk together into this new year and know that God is going to do amazing things in us, and through us. As we move into January, I'm really excited to take the next few weeks and focus in on who we are as a church, reminding us of our mission. We're going to explore how we are called as the Erickson Covenant Church to help people find and follow Jesus so that they flourish in Christ and fulfill his mission in the world. And so for the next number of weeks, I'll be exploring that. and It'll be a great opportunity for you to dig in to who we are as a church, what we're all about, and what kind of sets our direction and our focus as we move together into the year. So I hope you can join us in January for this series coming up. I want to thank you for journeying with us. Yes, through 2021 and into 2022. But I also want to say a particular thank you. Uh, You've been very generous as a community, as a congregation. Generous in ways that I don't even know about, but in a couple ways I do. First of all, I want to thank you for the year-end giving that you poured out for the church. That by giving particularly extra in December, we were able to go into this new year uh, good. And uh, we'll be giving financial updates soon. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but we were able to go into this new year um, covering our expenses and, and finishing 2021 well financially. But I also want to say thank you to you as your pastor because over the last few weeks, you've given gifts to us personally as a family. You've sent cards and notes and encouragement and messages and calls and uh, many times accompanied with particular gifts for us as a family. And uh, we are just so grateful for you and your generosity, your care for us, and your love for us. And I just want to tell you how thankful we are for you. So thank you. God bless you for your generosity to this church and to us. Would you go today with the grace of God firmly in your grasp, knowing that you are his, that he goes before you, that whatever lies ahead in 2022, nothing will be a surprise to God. 
and he will carry us through. I look forward to walking in 2022 with you. God bless. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you feel encouraged and challenged. If you know someone who would benefit from what you have heard today, please share this podcast. For more information, or if you have questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Erickson Covenant Church.